Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My new album, White Knuckle Life, as well as my other original records, are available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Buddy Guy. I'm going to play something so funky, you can smell it. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Steering Music Podcast, episode 40. Last week's gigs wrap-up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. It was an absolutely gorgeous night outside. But about halfway through, it started raining, but the wind was blowing the rain in just the right direction where it didn't get all over my stuff, so I was able to finish my show out there. Friday, Mr. Brian Keith Johnson III and I rocked out at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota. They switched the hours up on us, so we end up playing inside, but uh, we'd still like to thank Tammy and the Stu's Warriors crew for always supporting us there. Saturday, I played a solo show at Harbor Bar in Hager City, Wisconsin. I always get confused. It's so close to Red Wing. Anyway, it was an absolutely gorgeous day out there. I don't think I've ever seen it so packed, and the Brad Smith infamous sound truck was on its A-game. It was a ton of fun. I'd like to have a big shout-out. Thank you to my therapy dog, Copper, for the wonderful sound check. Uh, look for photos on Facebook, I guess. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, July 20th, 2016. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Thursday, July 21st, 2016, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at the YZ Bar and Grill, a.k.a. the Muni, in YZ, Minnesota, from 8 to 11 p.m. Friday, July 22nd, I'll be playing a solo show at Summerbee Golf Club in Byron, Minnesota, from 6 to 9 p.m. Saturday, July 23rd, Mr. Brian Johnson and myself will be rocking and rolling over in Forest Lake, Minnesota at Vanelli's by the Lake from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Sunday, July 24th, I'll be playing a solo show at the 5 o'clock club in beautiful Cumberland, Wisconsin from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Guest this week is part two of three with the popular Minnesota guitar extraordinaire, Luke Kramer. We discuss getting started with G.B. Layton, bunkers in Minneapolis, Minnesota, touring with the Bodines and Huey Lewis, etc. Enjoy the conversation. All right. Mr. Luke Kramer. Hi. Welcome again to the Mark Steering Music yes. Podcast. Part two. Part two. We're hanging out here oh. in my basement. <laughs> and we were talking about, well... 
I was telling Luke about this photo shoot and this calendar that this uh, therapy dog company we work for, Canine Inspired Change, my dog Copper and myself are going to be in this calendar along with Tim Siegler and stuff. And, and I was telling him about that photo shoot. And if you guys hear weird noises in the background, that's the doggy uh, chewing on bones and stuff in the back, or deer <laughs> horns, actually. So I'm trying to dodge her as much as I can. But anyway, so I remember you and I did a photo shoot. Yeah, remember that? Yep, so that's what I, I thought I'd hit record for soccer with the soccer. Uh, team. It was. I just and I just it was you uh, and Dan Neal. Yep, and I just because uh, Angie got us together, right? Yeah. yeah, and I just ran into her at, at the store actually just a couple weeks ago. But yeah, I have that photo somewhere. It. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. I can't remember what the name. If it still is the name of the soccer league in town here, I don't remember. But it was. Yeah, us all holding guitars and then a bunch of soccer guys. And yeah, it was. It was pretty bizarre. It was kind of bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I remember the guy. I brought a bunch of drawings over. And he photographed That's them for right. doing it. Yeah, yeah. I just but, remember because uh, I have. I brought. They said they brought some guitars, but I said, "Do you want me to bring any cool guitars?" And and I have a. It's kind of funny. It's the thing's been on way more photo shoots than than actual songs. But I have a Rickenbacker three thirty. Yeah, like, you know that just looks cooler than hell. And so it's. I remember that's what I was holding in that, just because it's the old total Beatles red and you know pointy and awesome and yeah. So I think that was my first photo shoot and probably maybe my only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, I don't know. Well, the first episode with uh, with Luke Kramer, one of the Twin Cities premier guitar players. Uh, we mostly talked about what he has going on now with Zeller, and and I want to talk to you. you Spent a lot of your career playing with uh, Brian and GB Layton. Yeah, seventeen and that's years. Where I got yeah. uh, familiar with you and got to know you and everything yeah. else. So kind of fun to talk about that. How did you get that gig in the first place? Uh, I was actually great story. I uh, I was in an apartment and I was I was playing and I was I was teaching a lot of guitar back then at music stores and stuff, like ninety three, and. Um, I literally remember coming home and and Brian was playing all the time because they, they first album was just coming out I think and they were just but it was like the undercurrent all the small bars in town but it just seemed like every time you opened City Pier just there was that guy, you know, and I remember coming home one night and I was I was kind of pissed off and I was telling my wife I'm going God I'd wor- I'd work for this guy and I literally like pointed to Brian I'm like just I just want to play because every band I was in was like you know I had two gigs a month and so you're just you're more teaching than playing yeah and. And then all of a sudden, uh, the band, the Hoop Snakes, were good buddies of mine. Nobody comes down here, I've been told. Somebody thought they'd seen a Hoop Snake roll. And Bruce McCabe was doing a solo album at the time, and I think G.B. Layton opened for the Hoop Snakes, and they were down in the studio downtown Minneapolis, and I was there all day hanging out with, with Bruce and McMassoff, who's like one of my best friends, and and just bitching that I didn't, I was like, God, I just wanna get with somebody who's playing all the time. And then literally I leave and Brian walks in, and he's, he's telling something like, oh, I'm having trouble with my guitar player, and they're like, call Luke. And so I basically got the gig through through Bruce McCabe, they're like, he's like, why don't you call? They're going, you call Luke Kramer, and 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 then so Brian and I started talking on the phone, and and uh, yeah, it would have been like, you know, early '94 or something like that, and then 
literally went, and he was so freaking young back then, and we went and like rehearsed in his parents' garage. Really? Yeah, and played through the first album. And I remember going, I went to the CD release party at the Whiskey, and and I was standing in the back with my friend, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, we can do this. And and then I, uh, yeah, we go out and meet out there, and then we go in the house, and he just hands me a shoebox full of cassettes, <laughs> you know, which tells you I'm 94. And then he, yeah, shoebox full of cassettes, and I go, oh, so, like, okay? And he goes, well, don't you want to? And I go, well, sure. And then all of a sudden, you blink, and two decades go by, and, and we just started. And literally, like, that was... I can't remember what day it was, but you know, a couple days later, we were playing, and we, and uh, all of a sudden, it was like four or five nights a week forever from then on, and we just just bashed it out, you know, and and it, so yeah, it was kind of funny. We just got in and and kept playing, and yeah, it was great. It was a fun band. It was killer, you know. Um, not to sidetrack you, but talk about the Hoop Snakes. What was their big hit song? Something Hoop Snakes Roll. Oh, Hoop Snakes Roll, and yeah, and then well, and. Excuse me, Bruce wrote all like Johnny Lang stuff, like you know, Darker Side and Lie to Me and Yeah. All that stuff. That was all that was half that stuff was old Hoop Snake songs. Not Lie to Me, he wrote Whoa, the, really? Yeah. Well, like Darker Side and Um uh, Second Guessing, which were like Johnny Lang singles, those are Hoop Snake songs. <laughs> I just liked him because that. Charlie Bingham is one of my, growing up, he was my big, like, local hero as a guitar player. And he still is. It's like, man, that guy plugs in his telly and hits one note, and I'm, like, 20 years old, and just going, oh. So it was like, yeah, the fact that I ended up being friends with those guys was awesome because I just, I, that was my band when I was, like, starting out that I would go watch all the time and just go, I want to do that, uh -huh. you know? And, uh, and so, yeah, it was they they were just a killer band and still are when they play they're they're great and um but yeah we just it it, it it was kind of everybody just fell in with the early days with with Leighton and and uh we just started playing and you know we literally started playing like bunkers Wednesday nights uh pretty quick like a month or two after I joined and I remember I somewhere at home I still have like my old calendars and you write in like how much you made and it's like those first few months where like we'd all split it up and everybody get like twenty dollars because nobody nice. nobody was there nobody and then all of a sudden by the end of the summer we played Cedar Fest when they still had that um and the, when they'd close off all of Cedar Avenue and, and put stages and it was just and and for some reason, after we did that one in front of a big crowd, Wednesday started picking up, picking up, picking up, picking up. And within six months, it was like mayhem, you know, just packed. And, and then we did that for, God, we played there for 17 years of Wednesday nights. Wow. You know? What era was this? Was this after the One Time, One Life record? It was the Come Alive record? After. We did, well, yeah, after. Because I'm not on One Time, One Life. Yeah, I know that. And then that's uh, uh, Pete. And then... Uh, yeah, I joined like right after that came out, and so everything after that, I'm on. Okay. And then uh, we did, yeah, come alive. We did. We were already doing well at, at like bunkers and well on the weekends. And in fact, we did. I'm trying to. No, there's no live stuff on. One time, because we, yeah. Sorry, I'm just I'm trying to That's remember. Because cool, we, yeah, when we did, 
one time, or not one time, like Come Alive. We recorded it at Metro Studios, which is right up the street from Bunkers. Because I remember there was nights that we'd go, like, we'd be in the studio all day, and then we'd run down to Bunkers and play, and then come back and finish, and, you know, run back to the studio and try to track until morning and, and finish up stuff. And uh, I know we did one song on there that we did that. There's a song called Kiddo. Words needed to say On it's like a really mellow, and we did it like after playing till one in the morning at Bunkers, and it's just Brian and I, and we ran back to Metro and recorded it till morning, and then I think we had to leave the next morning to go somewhere, so it was one of those just like oh my play, gosh. throw the stuff in the trailer, and they picked us up and psh, take off, and but yeah, I mean, but you're young and having fun, and it's awesome, you know. That's and, great, man. Um, out of all those Wednesdays playing at Bunkers, is there? I know they kind of blend together. Is there any ones that stand out? Yeah, maybe not the Wednesdays. I don't know. We did a CD release party there for uh, what was the name of that record? Um, this Life. Yep. That was pretty cool because it was like I mean, man, that was our club, you know. And it's like we'd played there so many times, and it was, but it was like beyond packed, and it was eight thousand degrees in there, and you know. But that's the kind of band that GB was. It was a rock band, and we, you know, it was great. You walked off stage drenched, and it was fun, and you know, and it's so. But yeah, nothing in particular. I mean, we had so many great nights, and so many people getting up and playing with us, and and yeah. stuff like that over the years, and and. Uh, Man, that Pickle Park record, the live one at Bunker. Yeah, Studio. that's from. Yeah, that's a. And that, I like that. It's still a good record, I think. Oh yeah. You know? Um, was that was this life album? Was that under that was under a record label, wasn't it? That was like um, Daryl Hall or something. No, it was right? called uh, This Life. Was it was called Liquid Eight Records, and they were actually like, I, I could be wrong here, but they were part of Finger Hut. And so I remember when Finger Hut, when that whole thing was going under, that. I, you'd have to ask Brian. I, this is the way I remember it. That they'd literally like, kind of somebody got our tapes and went like before everything got confiscated and and you know everything got locked down. So we actually got our masters back, you know. But uh, I, I think that's right. But that song uh, with nothing is one of my favorite ones. Oh yeah, I like that's, that one. That's a rocking song. Man. Yeah, that's guitar heavy, man. Yeah, the jangly, bouncy. That's pretty sweet. Song. That was fun. I think for that whole record, I pretty much. It was, I was, that was back, we were just playing loud, and it was, it was Telecasters and Fender Twins and, yeah. and Rat Distortion Pedals, and that was... That sort was, of all the albums you put together with GB Layton or playing on, what, what's your favorite one, you think, that you worked on? Um, well, I, I mean, I don't know. I like individually a lot of the different songs. I love, like, uh, um, Won't Be Lonely Long. She won't be lonely long A couple more shots I think that's a really cool one off Shake Them Ghosts. With Nothing is great. I love that whole record of, uh, of this life. It's really fun. It's a pretty different one for what we did back then because mm-hmm. um, we did it. We kind of did it. That was the first record we ever did where we, we weren't all in the studio at the same time, and we used Michael Bland a lot on that. He played drums on almost the whole record. Oh. And Sonny Thompson, so we used both Michael and Sonny, um, and they played, that was a rhythm section for most of it. Um, that's excellent. Yeah, that's another guy I want to get on is Michael Bland. Ah, Michael's great. Yeah, good guy. 
So, um, sure. But yeah, it, it they're all different. I mean, like I said, I, I think you know, like when we did Come Alive, it was fantastic because we were all young and it was the first time. You know, I had made excuse me, I had made records before. Um, I was in this band uh, that we did three out three CDs before I got into Layton, but it was like you know you're small studios and you just and and it was still great but all of a sudden you're in metro studios and it's just big and it rocks and you know you're, you're feeling like wow something's happening you know what i mean and so there was the fun of come alive was great because there was the fun of like i remember when that record came out our manager picked us up and uh because we were at a pre-show party at um at uh, at metro studios and then we drove over to the fine line for the CD release party and you drive up and there's a line out and you're just like going, Dude. yeah, you're like going, this is happening. This is pretty cool. You know? And then, you know, you think it's, it, there's, there's, when I look back, there's those moments and it's like, where you're just like, going, wow. And it's like, I can't believe we've built it to this, you know? But the downside is like our first, our first really cool opening gig. So we get, we get the deal we've played with them a ton since but the, the first time we're playing the state fair grandstands with the Bodines right and it's and there it's the whole party of five thing I mean that song is huge and it's you know it was the grandstands it's I mean it's if you haven't done it, you should play the grandstands. It's pretty fun. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I'm going to But so we go up there and we're all like so excited, and everybody went out and bought cool new shirts. And, you know, because we're, oh, ju- yeah, we're just yeah. like, you're like, oh, this is going to be great. And we go out there and you're playing in front of, you know, God knows how many people, and it's so cool. And, and, and you're finishing and you're all looking at each other like going, wow, this is happening. And then literally the next night, we played in Fargo and at this, uh, now it's called, God, what is it called? The, the venue, I can't remember what it was called back then. This outdoor festival, and I'm not kidding, like 16 people, you know? <laughs> and, and so it's just like, it's, it's a good reality check. You, you know, it's like the night before we were just on cloud nine, and you're like going, man, this is cool. This is what we do now. And you're like going, no, this is what we do. It's like, oh, but it was, and it was fun, but you know, it was, yeah, it was, uh, and I totally remember that gig too, the the Fargo one. But it was just like hot, and we're out on a parking lot, and people are milling around Ooh. drinking beer. But it's just yeah, definitely brought a good reality check. And that's, but you know, why did we take this gig in, man? Yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah. It's like, couldn't we have one day to bask in how cool this is? But you know that it's like you know, gigs to gig. It's like you go. Some nights are great. Some nights are, you know, we did a tour with the Bodines. Um, man, I want to say it was about five six years ago. What's some of their hit songs again? I like Fade Away and uh, yeah. uh, Closer to Free. And I mean, they were, they were really big in the like, eight, late 80s yeah. and stuff like that. And, but uh, they're from Milwaukee. And so we always had a connection with those guys. And we know them. And, and uh, at the time, Noah Levy, who's another Minneapolis guy who used to talk to, he's playing with Brian Setzer now. And oh, has, Noah Levy's awesome. He has been for a while. But he was drumming for the Bodines. And so it was a really fun tour because everybody was kind of friends. But to be out with those guys, we went out for like almost five weeks and did the entire East Coast. And, and, uh, and even, even for guys like that, it was like you'd have one night, you'd be in New York and at you know, the Fillmore at Irving Plaza and it's packed. And then two days later, you're in Pittsburgh, and it's there's 60 people, you know. And for us, it wasn't a lot of pressure because we we're the opening band. But it's like everybody goes through that of you have good and you have bad, and you yeah. know, it's it's uh, but you just keep plugging, you know. Yeah. Um, 
I remember when I asked Brian this, I used to love your guys' old website because it was pictures of you guys and all these rock stars and all this oh, stuff yeah, you guys yeah, were yeah. hanging out with. In fact, I was flipping through Facebook today and I saw the old picture of you guys partying with Matt Damon. Oh, yeah. With a cigarette and yeah. stuff and whatever. Where was that at? That was at, um, that was at a bar in Rochester. We A really good friend of ours, Sean Podine, who used to play in, in, in the NHL, uh, had a benefit. And we met him while we were on the road. We were playing in Boulder, Colorado, and opening for Junior Brown, and which is if he was old, he played like I steel got to open and for him, yeah. Know. And so, and he, all of a sudden, we ended up meeting Sean because he's a Minnesota guy, and then we became good friends. And he had a benefit, like most like uh, uh, sports people do; they always have a golf benefit or thing like that. And he's a very uh, social person; he just would meet everybody. And so he had this benefit, and it grew like to where. We'd be playing there, and it would be Matt Damon hanging out, and like G Love from G Love and Special Sauce yeah. getting up on stage with us. Brad Paisley getting up and playing with us. I tell you what we need to do is grab a sleeping bag or two, build us a little campfire, and then with a little luck, we might just get stuck. Let's get a little mud on the tire. And. Brad, I've played with Brad like three or four times. Are you he, serious? Yeah. He would run, he, he would get up on stage at the band and we'd just play like, you know, George on a fast train, some fast country song and just solo for like 10 minutes. And it's that drunken chicken picking he yeah, does. Yeah. And, and we just, I mean, and he's a, he's a fantastic, he's a great guy. And, uh, and, uh, it's, yeah. And just, I mean, it, and weird people too, like, you know, the drummer from Stained or like, you know, uh, uh, uh Tommy, the drummer from Godsmack, and you know, just all these guys would get up and play. And GB Layton was kind of the house band, you know. Um, Gary Loris from the Jayhawks got up Ooh. one night too, and we did, yeah, dunk, dunk, you know, oh, you're like, it was so cool. But it was so that pictures like that are kind of bizarre because it is, it's, it's not like we're all buddy. We were, it was a benefit, and we were just one little cog in the thing. But because we were the house band, we got to play with a lot of really cool people. Oh, that's so and, awesome. And. Uh, yeah, and then just great pictures. And, and you mentioned Jim Brunzel earlier. Actually, yeah, got a great, jumping Jim. Yeah. Uh, I One of a, my faves. Yeah. Oh, I love him. Love him, too. And Jim and his wife, Mary, were so nice to Brian and I. Bruce Springsteen was coming through town, and obviously in GBA, and we were Springsteen's guys, you know, and who's not. But so we went, and Jimmy knows Bruce. And so because Bruce is like... He, uh, I think he's passed now, but his like security guy was an old wrestler as well. And so he got Brian and I backstage. So we watch a show and then we go downstairs after the show and go in to meet Bruce. And you're just like, you know, we, the, the two of us were nervous and, you know, you're like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I mean, you got to remember too, man. It's like, I got super into Springsteen when like born in the U.S. I saw the born in the USA tour in 84 the night after Courtney Cox gets on stage and they filmed it, but it was like, <laughs> so I've been, I've been a fan forever. And, and, uh, but it was so, and then we got a picture with him and, and, it, and then this is how sweet Jim is, is he, t he takes the photo and then he flies to another show like in New York later and gets it signed. And so at home, I have a thing. It's like to Brian and Luke, and it's Bruce Springsteen. Oh, my God. Which is pretty cool. So, yeah. There's not a lot of photos I keep on the wall, but I, I have one with Bruce, and I have one with Chuck Berry that's pretty cool. 
The Chuck one is, yeah. That one, that one literally, it's not as cool. Bruce was really nice to us, and we talked for a, quite some time. Chuck literally, like, leaned into the frame. Somebody took the photo, and he walked out the door. But it's still cool. <laughs> Brian said he was eating chicken wings. Yeah. Like Yo, that. did he tell a story? It was great. Yeah. We had to beg his kid, and he's like going, <laughs> his, his son was like, Dad, come on, just take a picture with the band. And he sets him down, and he looks at our sound guy, and he just goes, don't touch my wings. And then he leaned into the photo. We snapped it. But... Everybody was like already poised, smiling. So it looks like we were all hanging out, having fun. But it literally was like twenty seconds, and he was and he walked out, grabbed his wings, and he walked out the door. And but it's still cool. It's still Chuck. Yeah, you got a picture with Chuck and a picture with Bruce. Yeah, yeah those have to go on the wall. But so yeah, we had a lot of fun. I mean, we're still having fun, still doing cool stuff. But. What's some of the biggest? It doesn't matter biggest, but what's some of the interesting opening acts you had while you're working with? When TV we were the openers, the or yeah. um. I know the Huey Lewis thing. I remember you telling me stories about Huey Lewis. Yeah, we had Did fun with those guys. Did you borrow like a buck? Do you believe in love? Do you believe it's true? Do you believe in love? You're making me believe it too. Oh, I think so, yeah. That was that was that was a little f- hazy days maybe, but uh, he was his him and his whole band were great. You know, you you went out with these guys and they were, you just they were a slamming band. And back then it was just Brian and I, so it was Brian and I and Tom Pickard, who you know, T Pick, yeah, him. and then uh, Matt Everson, who's uh, was my tech back then, and now is playing guitar in Chris Hockey's band. Yep, and, he'll be on the show for sure. Oh, too. great, Matt! I saw Everson last weekend. Matt's awesome. Yeah, and so the four of us in a van for a couple weeks out with Huey, and, and they were they were just super fun and and great guys, and yeah, it was cool, you know. And and it was by then we'd kind of slid into that thing of we were getting opening, you know, but it was tough because we'd have to leave the band at home. Excuse me, and uh, you leave the band and go out, and, but you can, you know, it's easier to go out as an acoustic thing. Because you're not hauling all the stuff mm-hmm. and you know financial and and whatnot, um, but yeah, it was those gigs. Oh, man, I'm trying to think. It's, it's somewhere at home, I have a thing. It, like I tried to remember because you try to write things down, and or somebody will mention a band, and you're like, oh god, we played with those guys, you know, and yeah. you know, I mean, we've done the weird ones. We, you know, George Thorogood. We opened for Chicago once. We opened. Are for, you serious? Yeah, it was. George Thorogood? Yeah, it was that was at like Summerfest or one of the or what do they call it? Taste of Minnesota on Harriet Island. You know, and some you stuck around for and some you didn't, you know. And it's like where you just, <laughs> yeah, you know, you that. and uh but yeah, we did some really cool Chicago. Ones. Chicago was did they fun. Have Kevin Cronin then? Was he no, that no from uh Kevin Cronin from um, uh, REO, you mean? Or? Oh, I'm thinking REO. Yeah. Chicago is... Uh, Chicago is... Uh, what's his name? Well, like Bill Champlin and... Um, and then, well, they replaced... Oh, God. I'm what trying. the heck is the guy's name? I'm, I was thinking, yeah, REO is Kevin Cronin. Yeah. Chica- Chicago is... Uh, uh, oh, uh, Peter Cetera. No, he was gone by then, and I, I it, but uh, they were cool, and it was, I can't remember, we did a, it was in southern Minnesota somewhere, it's some big outdoor thing, and but it, yeah, and it's always cool, you get, you know, it's the lucky part of this job, you get to meet some really cool people, and you know, and it's, it's all kind of odd situations, because you're just wandering around backstage and stuff, and, but, um, no, we, 
you know, it, yeah, over the years I've been really lucky playing with some really cool stuff. And even when I was younger, I got to, um, when I first started playing, I played a lot of blues and, you know, that's, I kind of slid into that and there was, it's gone now. It was called, Willeb well, actually it's not gone. There's Walebski's Blue Saloon, but it's the new one. The old one was on like Western and Thomas and over in kind of the Midway area. And I knew the manager there, and she would always. We never made any money, but we got to open for like Buddy Guy and you know Gatemouth Brown. And I've played with Buddy like four times. Yes, have you ever been mistreated? Then you got to. You got to know just what I'm talking about. Okay, well, Before I was 20 years old, I think. It was like, yeah. Okay. Wow. Let's Actually, I got a great story, but yeah, let's, yeah. Wow. Okay, tell that you got a story about Buddy? Yeah, well, you got a minute. Okay, I, this is the cool thing is, so, you know, I'm cocky, and I'm probably like 18 years old and really long hair and everything. And, and it was, you know, the blues, Stevie Ray Vaughan hadn't really blown up yet, so the blues was still like five-buck covers at the door, and these guys were just, and, uh, but I love Buddy Guy, and I was, and and even you know all through high school, that's what, that kind of stuff I was listening to back then, and so I walked right in the dressing room because I'm stupid, and I don't think that he doesn't want me there. And there's Buddy, and he's sitting there, and we just sat there and had a drink, and he just kind of talked to me for a while, and I just remember he had his guitar case open, and he was playing Guild Starfires back then, kind of like a 335, and but he had a Bible stuffed in like the neck of the guitar of the guitar case. And then there was an empty bottle of crown, like laying in the guitar. And I was like, if there's a picture in my head that is so like, but you know, it's one of those things you walk out of there and it's probably not the best lifestyle you decide to choose, but you walked out of there just going, yeah, I'm doing this, you know? And, <laughs> and it was just, and he was such a nice guy and he never remembered, but you know, and then all of a sudden a year would go by, he'd come through town and my friend would call me and go, Hey, you know, you want to do this again? And, you know, so we, we got to do stuff like that with, like, you know, Luther Allison, who was cool. I love Ma Luther Allison. Yeah, and Matt Murphy from Blues Brothers. Matt Guitar and, Murphy. And Gatemouth Brown and stuff. Paris Gatemouth Brown. Yeah, right? So it's like, and that was, I mean, that, this was all, you know, I got to do a lot of fun stuff, and I was just young. I probably didn't realize how cool it was until I got a little bit older. But this is all stuff before I was, like, 20 years old. And then, and so, but it was good. It was such a great lesson because I was just playing. But I knew guys like Dan Neal. You talked to Danny has been on this and Danny's stuff. Danny's one of my and best I've, friends And I've known him world. since back then because he used to play in the house band at Walebski's. And I'd go there every Monday night and hang out and play with those guys. And, and it's like, you know, that's, I don't think a lot of guys, when they play in bands now, do the same thing. It's just getting in and putting your hours in and playing and playing and playing and playing. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe they do. I just, I mean, I, I hate, I Sometimes I struggle with that. You go and do you sound like an old guy or you, you know, but we're in a, a environment now where, you know, singers want to be on a game show more than they want to slug it out in the bars. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and that's fine. Cause it's not the world I live in, but it's, it, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I'm glad uh, the stories I got are, yeah. Stuff like that, man. <laughs> oh God. It was fun. I'm glad, man. <laughs> well, Luke Kramer, we are up for another podcast. You yeah. Want to, you want to stick around for one more? That would be great. Uh, Mr. Luke Kramer, hey, guitar extraordinaire. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being on the Mark Steering Music yeah. Podcast. Please stick around for part three. For this, actually, for the song of the week, I'll just play uh, With Nothing off this yeah. record. Should I just do that one? We talked about that That's earlier. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fun okay. song. Stick around.
thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you or your business are interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact me via email at markstarymusic at gmail.com. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.